You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Amazon's got everything you need for your dorm. From everyday essentials and school supplies, to clothes and decor, to bedding for... Power naps. Regular naps, too. Save on all things college at Amazon. Hi, and welcome back to Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class, Betty Sword, with me, your still rather unwell host, Katie Charlwood. <sighs> sick person and reader of books. I am surviving because I am on antibiotics and painkillers and I still constantly feel like I'm going to be sick, but it's fine. The cough is mainly gone and the fever isn't there anymore, so that's something. These are the bitty swords. Any bits that I like that I want to talk about, we're going to talk about. And because we're still in spooky season, I want to talk about the history of the jack-o'-lantern. So, to do this, we're actually going to have to delve into mythology a wee bit. The thing about mythology is that mythology is very important to help you understand history. You know, it helps teach us where, how and why something became part of a culture. So, the jack-o'-lantern, as many of you know, is... It's a pumpkin with a face carved in it. Not even a face now. It's got, like, people do, like, mad shit. They've got, like, funky designs. I, I go really simple, usually, when I do my jack-o'-lantern, because I do Pumpkin Jack, or, yeah, Jack Skellington, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, that's kind of usually where I aim, because it's pretty simple to do. Because I don't know if you've ever carved a pumpkin, but it is not simple. Like, I've seen people do it with drills and stuff, which honestly seems like a much better idea. Here's the thing. Pumpkins, as you may not know, not not quite indigenous to Ireland or Scotland or anywhere within this um, particular European temperate zone. I mean, they're, they're probably from other places, but they're not from here. Like, pumpkins are very much an American thing, especially that bright orange, whatever type of pumpkin that is. I'm sure it has a proper name. The only pumpkin I know the name of is a baby bear pumpkin because it is small and I wanted to grow one in my garden and then I forgot to do it. So yes. You know, I've never been to a pumpkin patch. I really want to go to a pumpkin patch. Like, I've never been and I really want to go. But that's neither here nor there. So now that we've got on board that pumpkins, not from here, when, you know, the people were out doing the guising of the mummers or 
the, the precursor to trick-or-treating, they would have a lantern that was carved, not from a pumpkin, but from a... What do you think it is? I know you're thinking, Ireland, some of you, some of you, I know what you're doing. You're thinking it's going to be a spud. It's going to be a potato. But no, my friends, no, not a tatty situation. It's not a tatty, but a turnip. I say it's a turnip. Um, it's a swede. It makes you wonder why they're not as popular in Scandinavia. But anyway, I, <laughs> that was a shit joke, kind of did it anyway. Actually, I'm going to talk about a turnip for a second. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to carve a face into a turnip. First of all, it is much more terrifying. A carved turnip face is so much more terrifying than um than 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 a, than a pumpkin. Pumpkins kind of have a little jolly sense to them. You know there's a carved turnip just kind of looks like a shrunken bog head. The shrunken head of a bog body. It's not it does not exude whimsical charm. No. It is it is scary. Uh, and also really fucking hard to do. I tried to carve a turnip and I swear to God. But anyway, they would carve a face inside the turnip and they would light it and it would become their way of lighting their way from A to B. And I'm probably thinking, this is nice. Okay. So why the fuck is it called a jack-o'-lantern? Well, it all traces back to Irish folklore and myth. The story of a man named Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack? Well, in a way not conforming to any Irish stereotype whatsoever, was a fella who liked a wee tipple. He did like a wee drink now, in fairness. He was known, though, to be, you know, uh, a wee bit manipulative, a wee bit deceptive. Do you know any men like that? It just feels... Really? Hmm. Anywho. So he's known as being a bit of a shithead and, you know, sneaky, silver-tongued, the whole shebang. And the devil's like, who is this man? I must meet him. Because I don't quite believe that he can be this prolific. You know what I mean? So the devil heads out to Ireland. He comes up from the fiery depths below and he waits for his prey. Jack being Jack was absolutely hammered, trotting along an old country road where he comes upon a body on a cobblestone path. And he's like, what the actual fuck is this? And he pokes it with a stick and his face looks at him. And it is the face of pure evil with an eerie grin. And Jack was like, shit, that's the devil. Hey, hey Satan. Um, so this is it. And Jack is like, shit, I've been an absolute bastard. He's coming for my soul. And he's like, well, fuck. He's like, how am I going to get out of this? But being the quick thinker he is, he goes, listen... Lucy, baby, I got a last request. Can I have one last drink? You know, before entering hell. And Satan's like, fuck it, why not? So the devil takes Jack to a local pub. Jack starts drinking. More than one drink, as, you know, as it happens. And Jack's like, okay, thanks very much. Now you have to pay the barman. And Satan's like, um, this outfit does not have pockets. Where do you think I'm keeping the change? and then decides that, fine, okay, you know what? I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes, a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. 
What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. And says, fuck, I did agree, I'll get the bar tab paid. So he turns himself into a silver coin, you know, so that Jack can pay the bartender, and then, you know, he can just switch back when he's not looking. And so he's like, huh, well, you scheming little shit. Absolutely. Turns himself into a silver coin, and Jack takes the coin. But does he hand it to the barman? No, he fucking does not. He slips it into his pocket. What else is in his pocket? And you're like, okay, that's weird. What if he transforms when he's in there? You're just going to have the devil burst through your trousers. When no. But um, unbeknownst to Beelzebub, Jack had a crucifix in his pocket. Meaning that, which meant he couldn't turn back into his normal devilish self. Now, because he's stuck the way he is, he's like, Jack, get me away from this crucifix. And Jack's like, all right, but I have a demand. I'll let you be free, devil. But you're going to give me 10 more years before you come back from us all. And the devil's like, fine. 10 years later, as per his promise, Satan's there and he's like, Jack, come on, it's been a decade. It's time to go. And Jack goes, ah, Lucy, Lucy, baby. I'm so hungry. Can I just have one last apple? Satan's like, you want an apple? I want an apple. Okay. Because for some reason, the actual devil didn't think this might be up to something, but all right. Jack's like, listen, I need you to climb this tree and get an apple. And so the devil climbs the tree. And as he's up the tree, somehow, Jack has a fuck ton of crucifixes that he places around the base of the tree. Meaning that the devil is stuck in the tree. He's like, Bunny, I've got to take your soul to hell. And Jack's like, not today, Satan. And makes another demand. And he makes a deal with the devil, stating the devil will never take his soul to hell. And the devil is stuck up a tree, can't do anything. He's like, fine, fine. And the devil, having absolutely no choice in the matter, has to agree to the deal. So, eventually, Jack drinks himself to death. And, and Stenchy Jack's soul heads towards the pearly gates. And St. Peter goes, sorry, you're not on the list. Because you've spent your whole life just drinking and being deceitful and full of sin and drinking. You know, you're not coming through those gates. So he wasn't getting into heaven. So he's like, no, heaven says no. Then has to travel to the underworld, doesn't he? And at this point, is trying to get into hell. And the devil's like, hmm. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Jack. Remember that time we made a deal where you made sure that I absolutely would not be able to take your soul into hell? Well, um, this is what's happening now, but I'm not a complete dick. So he gives Jack an ember to light his way because stingy Jack is doomed because he was too sneaky for hell and too shitty for heaven. His soul was trapped to roam the world between on the plains between good and evil with only an ember to light his way. So this ember, this glowing coal effectively, Stingy Jack puts it inside a hollow turnip and roams the earth on the plains between good and evil forever. So this figure was known in Ireland as Jack of the Lantern, which eventually became Jack O'Lantern. And so ends the story of Stingy Jack. If you liked my retelling of this little folklore story and the origins of Halloween, feel free to rate and review five stars on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any place where you listen to, you know, or whatever app you're listening to your podcast on. 
it really, really helps. It really moves me up the chart because I am one person uh, doing this on my own and it's, it's a lot of work and it really, really helps and it's amazing and reading and reviewing, it makes all the difference. It helps the podcast get noticed. It just helps bring everything up and it would be absolutely amazing if you just helped. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for everyone who has rated and reviewed and left comments. If you say something, it actually helps boost up a wee bit more as opposed to just putting in like the five stars. And again, really, really helps. It would be so amazing. Oh, and all links are in the show notes down below. Oh, also, in addition, furthermore, I'm going to chuck this in. It's November soon, obviously, after the spooky season. And my birthday's in November. And I have coffee and I have Patreon. Um, links are in the description down below. And I've decided, just, you know, for the hell of it, my next three patrons on Patreon and my next three um, donators on coffee, regardless of the monetary value of their pledge, that each one of those, my next three on each side, get to pick an episode topic. Um, stuff that you want to hear about. And depending on like how much information is available, it might be a bit so it might be um, a full episode. There's going to be six episode topics. That's going to be a thing. You can support me by following and engaging on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, again, links in the description down below. Most of them are Who Did What Now Pod. Apart from Twitter, which is Who Did What Now PD. Because again, not enough characters in the names. Oh, if you want to send any uh, fan mail or anything like that, because I get a few pieces sent to me, I have an Amazon wish list in the show notes. And also the fan mail address is in there as well. So anybody who wants to send stuff, uh, I, you can. It's cool. It's there. But now that I've said all that stuff, my voice is starting to go. I am going to wish you all farewell. And I will chat to you again next time. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir to zen, my friends. Uh, bye-bye. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.